The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Walsh. And I'm your host, Ronald Schmelzer. Our guest today is Jorge Sanchez, who is the Director of Product Strategy at Appian. Hi, Jorge. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Happy to be here. Hi. Yes. So we'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a bit about your background and your current role at Appian. Absolutely. So as you said, Director of Product Strategy at Appian, I have a bachelor's degree in electronic systems engineering. I have a master's in the science of IT and another one for management, both from Carnegie Mellon University. And product strategy has a number of different roles in our organization. Some of them focus on technical partnerships, others in comp intels. I happen to be involved in the fun part of that, which is research and development. So I take a look at a lot of the recent and most innovative technology trends, identify which of them should go, for example, as a partnership, which ones should be incorporated into our product. And as you know, a lot of the revolutionary technologies today are related to the umbrella of what we call intelligent automation. That's AI, artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, blockchain, and those sets of things. So whenever we identify those, we do a number of different proof of concepts, try to identify the value that we can bring into our customers and our platform by incorporating these technologies and come up with a way to make that easy. So that's a lot of what I do day in and day out. I also do thought leadership events, presentations, things of the sort. Well, great. Well, it sounds like obviously Appian is really charging ahead. I know that the company has grown quite a bit in the last many years. So as a matter of fact, you know, low-code platforms like Appian are well known for reducing the dependency on highly technical staff to build applications and, you know, greatly reduce the time to go from application concept to deployment. So tell us a little bit about where and how Appian is helping companies bring artificial intelligence and machine learning into their various processes? Absolutely. It's a really interesting question because what you really have to think about is how, what is it that Appian does as a whole? And and what we do is we enable organizations to build applications on our platforms in a way that is easy. So that's why you start with like low code platforms. But in order to really do that, we have to get to the gist of every single thing. And the way that people create apps has changed over time. So artificial intelligence can be intimidating to a lot of people, but what it really is at the end of the day is another tool at the designer's disposal. Something that when you identify a proper use case for artificial intelligence, you should be able to use it just as easily as any other tool. So what we do is basically try to make it very simple and very clear in what use cases artificial intelligence can play a significant role. And as we know, artificial intelligence is still in its infancy. It can still do a lot of things in the future, but it can do a couple of things really well today. We're talking about predictions. We're talking about leveraging pre-existing machine learning systems to, for example, do text transcriptions, sentiment analysis, predictions on, for example, where you should go next and what you should do and what offer you might want to do. So what we do is really make those as simple as a drag and drop component. And you may want to interact with another system that provides these services. So we make it really easy for you to simply drag and drop, hey, I want to do sentiment analysis here, or I want to do a transcription service here, or I want to train and use a recommendation engine or use my own data to make predictions. So once we identify at the bare At the gist of it, the center and the core of it, what it can do for you, it becomes easy to understand. And our job is to make it easy to use. 
Okay. So why are enterprises now suddenly sitting up and taking notice of artificial intelligence? That's a question I've heard over and over and over. I think it's finally getting to the point where we're going from a conceptual notion of artificial intelligence and even sci-fi when it's actually a reality. Technology is finally catching on, right? We have the computing power, cloud computing. We have access to a lot of data. We have AI algorithms. And it's also accessible. It's no longer only available to big financial or big companies like Google to do AI. Many of them are making these services readily available for anyone to use. And another reason is, first, it's motivated by the desire to innovate. And AI can comb through so much more data than humans can and can come back with answers really, really quickly. But it's also the fear of not becoming kind of left behind, right? You don't want to be disrupted out. So many companies are just saying, oh my God, everybody's doing AI. I should do AI as well. But what's really important to understand is that you have to use AI not for the sake of AI, but in a way that fits within your organization's strategy. To answer questions such as, which of these offers are customers more inclined to accept? What are the organization's greatest sources of fraud risk? How can a pharmaceutical company, for example, direct drug discovery based on previous data and medical intelligence? Or if I'm a university, I know that some of our customers are using it to try and predict which students might not finish their degrees on time or worse, drop out and why and what they can do about it. So it's also important to understand that AI can deliver a lot of insight, but without any action, the insight has no value. So a key component of AI is to make sure you understand that it is part of a whole. It's part of the whole strategy so that you can understand the insight and the data and the predictions that it's making and make sure you understand what you can do with that data. And that's where humans come in. Humans are usually the ones that take the action. And this is the action that is going to provide the most value to your enterprise. And for those actions that are very well understood or well known, then you can leverage technologies like robotic process automation or automate them straight through business process management. Yeah, that's very true. Now, can you tell us what specifically Appian is doing with your platform, you know, with artificial intelligence and machine learning and what your customers are demanding? Absolutely. Customers always demand everything, first of all. They want everything and they want it yesterday. But what we're doing is at the core of everything we do is we try to make the somewhat intimidating prospect of creating an application easy. And AI is no different, as I said before. So what we're doing is we're understanding the ways that people or designers might want to leverage technologies like AI. And our biggest recommendation is to think big, start small, move fast. What I mean is don't go out of the gate trying to design a sentient being, right? Don't jump on the deep end of the pool. There's a lot of things that you can do with AI quickly and to start you know, leveraging and getting a lot of business value out of it. So what we do is we provide guidance first, right? You have to understand what AI is, what AI isn't today, and how you can use it within your organization. So oftentimes, if you have a business process, and one of the steps, for example, in a process is to decide whether or not a transaction is fraudulent. And you might have a number of different business rules to determine that. That means that you have to pay people to design those business rules and then pay people again to go over them every quarter, every month, every week to make sure they are up to date with all the latest trends. Well, it just so happens that that single step in a process might be replaced with a machine learning model that is trained with data that can make that decision in real time based on the information of billions of transactions and determine if that transaction is fraudulent. So we're not talking about redesigning your whole structure or your whole application from scratch, but rather identifying the areas where 
you have an opportunity that can be automated further with technologies like AI, the same way that if you have a task that is repetitive and repetitive, you might automate it using robotic process automation. So oftentimes, it's understanding, A, what services are available, and then what we do is also make it really easy to adopt, right? So there are many packaged cognitive services like OCR, sentiment analysis, speech-to-text, chatbots, things like that. And it turns out that using them is not the hardest part. It's knowing how and when. So what we do is we provide both answers, right? So we make it really easy to integrate and leverage these systems. We create some of these cognitive services ourselves, like sentiment analysis. But if you're using other providers like Google Cloud, Amazon AWS, and Microsoft Azure, you can do that and integrate with them very, very easily. So it, And also we provide the guidance as to what and when and how. Well, great. Well, I think this is exactly what you said before. Customers are demanding everything, you know, which is great because that explains why companies like Appian are growing and meeting that customer need. So I'm interested in the other side of that coin, which is, you know, what are some of the challenges you know, facing enterprises that are trying to include AI in their various mission-critical activities? And who do you think would want to, you know, perhaps maybe they want to build their own intelligent applications and some of the challenges that they're facing with that? Absolutely. The biggest challenge, in my opinion, is that of lack of true understanding. I think a lot of people know at a high level what AI is, but we have to understand that AI today still cannot do a lot of things, right? It cannot deal with problems that it hasn't faced before. That's why where you need a human, right? But it can be very, very good at making quick predictions. It can be really good at giving recommendations or doing things that take humans a long time to do. So education is a big part of it. And also, many organizations just come to us and say, we want to use something with AI. I think it should be able to predict how to sell something. And that's not a good strategy, right? It's basically you're not using AI for the sake of AI. It's only when you align it with specific strategic objectives in a way that makes sense that you're going to get the most value. So you have to understand the path of value to AI. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you are trying to use sentiment analysis. It's a simple concept. You basically provide some text or speech and it'll give you a rating that is going to tell you if something is positive or negative, right? And you might have a tweet and you say, hey, this tweet is somewhat negative. Well, that's not enough, right? But when you say, hey, this whole thing is trending and the overall sentiment of the trend is negative, well, you might consider that an insight, but that's still not enough. So you have to be able to convert all of that into action. So the path that we want to make sure that everybody understands is, as with anything else and, and many other projects, is you have data, you have insight, and you have action. And action is a place where you want to live, right? So you are going to use artificial intelligence the same way you would use the recommendation from another person or anything like that to get to the point where there's something you can actually do. So if you are a university, like I mentioned before, and you're trying to determine whether or not or predict whether or not a student might drop out, well, if it tells you that he might drop out within the next month, that's great that you know, but what are you going to do about it? Are you going to proactively reach out? Are you going to create programs that help students stay in their courses? Are you going to make sure that they have all the tools at their disposal, they have visibility into that? It's only then when you can actually affect the predictive outcome into something that is more aligned with what you want to achieve that you're really going to get the business value. So that is, I think, the biggest challenge, right? Many people think that AI can, you know, you takes us an input anything and it takes us an output just about anything else and it'll solve everything. It's not necessarily the case. The time may come in the future where that happens, but for now, it's really understanding what are the tools at my disposal and how can I best leverage them to make sure that we derive and get, drive the value that we really want. Yeah, that's really interesting and some great examples that you provided. 
So what does an end-to-end intelligent automation mean in practice for businesses? Well, end-to-end intelligent automation means a lot of things. And I hate to say this, but in many cases, it depends on the business. What we understand as intelligent automation is kind of like an umbrella that are driving the revolution of automation in software today. So these technologies, are, like I mentioned before, are robotic process automation, artificial intelligence, digital process automation. And what you're trying to do is identify how you can leverage them, right? So many times you're faced with routine and repetitive processes that can be executed oftentimes purely by a machine using RPA. You also have to understand that by removing the burden of those repetitive tasks, for example, you're going to be able to help people do their work better. Now, the final ingredient in the intelligent automation umbrella is that of customer experience. Think about, for example, a contact center and how many times you've called someone and they say, hey, I have this problem. And they're like, hold on, hold on. I first need to figure out who you are. What's your account number? And then, okay. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm having this issue. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to like transfer you to someone else. And then they transfer you. You have to start over and over. Now, imagine how you can improve that customer experience by leveraging AI, where just by having knowing that he's calling from this number, you can read five or six or seven different systems, automatically bring all the information of who he is, what is happening. And let's say that you proactively try and figure out why he's calling. So imagine a world where you call and say, hey, you know, thank you for calling X. Do I happen to be talking to Jorge? Yes. Excellent. Jorge, I see that your internet has slowed down. Is that the reason why you're calling? Actually, yes. Perfect. I'm the right guy. I can help you. Let me, let me start troubleshooting. It's a completely different experience where you leverage all of these systems in order to provide that customer experience that ultimately will result in repeat customers, reduce churn, and a couple of other things that you really, really care about. So intelligent automation is not just about standardizing and making things automated. It's about making sure that you align it with what you want. And oftentimes, customer experience is a fantastic way of doing that. Well, great. Well, I think obviously, you know, customers are looking for an improved experience and businesses are looking for a better engagement and everybody's looking for more value. So, I mean, (laughs) this is all very much in alignment. I think one of the, you know, obviously we have some challenges, you know, because people are not quite sure what to make of artificial intelligence and machine learning systems and talking to bots. But I think folks are getting more and more used to that and perhaps happier with that to be able to get a response to a customer issue at three o'clock in the morning and not have to wait till the next day is pretty, pretty important. <laughs> right. So, you know, given all that, you know, you know, what do you believe is the future of AI in general and, you know, its applications to corporations and beyond? I think the future of AI has almost no limits, right? Just a few decades ago, maybe a decade ago, people were thinking that AI was something for just the science fiction books. Today, just with what we've learned and the capabilities, there's a lot that can be done and there's a lot more. I do believe that, for example, we've talked about two different types of AI, right? General AI and applied AI. Applied is like when you have a car that can drive itself. General is where you have a robot that can do anything, right? I think we're still at the point where we have applied artificial intelligence, but we are getting towards the point of general AI. Now, what's really important is I'm kind of cautiously optimistic. I want to make sure that we all try and do our best to get educated on what the technology is and what it means. Because every time there has been a revolution in automation, whether it is the steam engine, the regular you know, engine, electricity, 
there's been big changes, right? If you had a company that had carriages, well, they were probably going to get replaced with cars or trains. If you had a factory that relied on actual, you know, horses to pull things, and now you have electricity and engines, then there's a lot of change. So with big revolutions come big changes. And that means that we all have to play our part to make sure that we're not caught off guards. That includes organizations that need to be able to adopt these technologies quickly. But it also goes down all the way down to the individual level. We have to get educated. And we also have to make sure that one of the things is technologies advance so quickly that regulations and and governments always kind of lag behind. So we need to make sure that we have representatives that understand this technology and know how to properly regulate it, as well as companies that know how to properly incorporate it and people know how to properly use it. So it's a future that involves not only the potential of what commodities and what different comforts can bring to our day-to-day life, but also about this can really revolutionize everything, the way we work, the way we call or the way we request services. It can affect every single aspect of our life. So it's really exciting, but that's why I say I'm cautiously optimistic, right? Because a lot of it depends on how involved we all get with these types of technologies. Well, great. Well, this is a great feedback, and we've really enjoyed the content. So, Jorge, it's been fabulous having you on this podcast. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, likewise. And I really like your final answer because it incorporates a lot of what we at Cognolytica talk about where, you know, in one of our last podcasts with Michael Hayes from CTA, we talked about how it's important for government to define terms related to artificial intelligence. And you brought that up and said why as well. And then how we, you know, this is poised to change everything in our lives going forward. But you're right. People do need to be educated and, you know, cautiously optimistic and move things forward in the right direction. So thank you so much. This was a great podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And listeners, as always, we'll post any articles and concepts discussed in the show notes, including the briefing note that we produced on Appian. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the next podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Fiverr.com. Fiverr is a marketplace for creative and digital freelance services. And in fact, I use Fiverr for quite a lot of the things that we do here at Cognolytica and AI Today, including the editing of this podcast, the generation of transcripts, and more. I definitely encourage you to take a look at using Fiverr for your creative and digital needs today. And I have a special offer for you today. Use the promo code AI Today for 15% off your first purchase on Fiverr.com. Offer valid until December 31st, 2018. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts, subscribe to our newsletter and more, please visit our website at Cognolytica.com. Join the discussion in between podcasts on the AI Today Facebook group and make sure to join the Cognolytica Facebook page for updates on this and future podcasts. Also subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Google Play, and elsewhere to get notified of future episodes. Want to support this podcast and get your message out to our listeners? Then become a sponsor. We offer significant benefits for AI Today sponsors, including promotion in the podcast and landing page, and opportunities to be a guest on the AI Today show. For more information on sponsorship, visit the Cognolytica website and click on the podcast link. This sound recording and its contents is copyright 2018 by Cognolytica, all rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.